Welcome to the Expand with Nicole podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hope, a health and breathwork coach who is passionate about all things wellness. My goal is to break down big information into little bites, providing you with facts and actionable steps that you can incorporate into your life right away. If you're ready to learn along with me, let's get started. Where are you from originally? From Vancouver, Canada. Oh, nice. And then how long have you been in Mexico? In Mexico, technically, almost technically 18 years. I moved here when I was 17, but then we moved back to Canada for a year permanently. And then we used to kind of come back and forth for 10 years. We were mainly in Canada and we would come back for like six months a year, a few months at a time. And then eight years ago, we moved here permanently. Got it. Okay, fine. So what I want to know, I want to know so many things because I feel like, so I started following on Instagram and was like in awe of your lifestyle. I'm sure people tell you this all the time because because it's opposite of what many of us are doing. So I'm just in like a traditional situation. I'm a teacher um, and I do this on the side amongst many other things, but the freedom that you portray, I'm assuming that's what it feels like for you, feels so opposite from what I do, but I love it. So I love watching your journey. Um, But I would love for you just to start. So we just said that you are from Canada and have been living in Mexico. Have your children always lived in Mexico? So we always say that the youngest is the most Mexican because we moved here when he was three months. So okay. the rest of them had English as a first language. And then I think they were in like maybe kindergarten and grade one or grade one and grade three. I don't remember. And we threw them into school and they didn't speak any Spanish. We were like the worst when they were younger to get them to speak Spanish. You have to just do it, right? Mm-hmm. But then the kids automatic automatically respond in English. So then you respond in English and then it's just this cycle. So we threw them in and it was great. Like three to six months, everyone was fully fluent in Spanish. Nice. Okay. So how, what made you end up in Mexico? I know like I, we haven't talked at length at all, but I know that school wasn't really your thing. Like you were just not overly into it. Um, I, yeah. So I barely graduated. I owed like a few, it wasn't even like a few courses. I think it was like a few assignments. And so they didn't let me graduate. I moved out like immediately after I went to my graduation and I moved out, I moved to Banff, Alberta. I lived there for three months. Uh, I got fired. This was like a whole, I can't even tell the whole story because it's just way too long. But basically I was a lifeguard. We broke into the swimming pool at night with the key the hotel had given me. I got fired. And so I decided to move to Mexico. So I got on a bus and I drove seven days with my friend Julie from Vancouver to Cancun. And then Julie lasted about a week and decided it wasn't for her. And I just stayed. Were you always a free spirit? Would people describe you like that as a kid too? Yeah. And just like very... I've always done what I want. Mm-hmm. And did you find like people were supportive of that or not really? I feel like yes and no. Like even I, I have memories. My my high school gym teacher, who's one of my best friend's mom, it was always like, ugh, Casey again, because I was just always like breaking the rules, pushing boundaries and limits. And like now I feel like there's so much more even just like memes on Instagram about being like, don't put that bossy little girl in a box, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like find a way. And I was bad. I was like a really bad teenager. Um, But I feel like I'm not going to say anyone did a bad job, but I just feel like we need to be better at like harnessing that and like, you know, supporting those types of people to really lean into their personalities and their unique powers. Right. Totally. And I think that most people probably have that inside, like that, like spark or like, you know, want to try something that's different or outside the box or whatever. But, um, I don't think it's harnessed and I don't think it's supported a lot. And, you know, that's how we all end up in this grind. That is what I was text, like messaging, messaging you about, you know, because then it becomes like scary to leave it because you're in it for so long. So it's like safety and yeah, you know, well, the balance and society tells you it's wrong. Like I feel like everything kind of, I'm really obsessed with marketing right now. And I feel like everything falls down to marketing. So like, we're just told, like we're marketed to 
think that you should have a job, make money, go to school, learn, be good, and slowly grow. But it's like at the end of the day, what is money? Like, you know, money's just an energy. It comes and goes like anything else. Like we're all energies. We all die. Like, you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. if you're just trying to be perfect and fit in, and I feel like even in Mexico and bigger cities, and that's why I love living, we're not off the grid, but we're kind of away from everyone. I've even noticed in this past like four months that we've just like been at the ranch doing nothing, just like a mindset and mentality change even of my kids because they're just not seeing all that shit, that TV and neighbors and friends, you know, your new phone, your new car, your trip, your this, your that. Like we're just constantly brainwashed into thinking this is how it's meant to be. Yeah, totally. I mean, a hundred percent. And I have two little kids. Um, how old are your kids? Um, I don't forget. <laughs> 17, 15, almost 13, 11, I think, and eight, or maybe 10 and eight. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I have younger kids. I have a five and a half year old, a three and a half year old. Um, and you know, it's like, how can I foster that in them when I'm like, in this traditional environment, like, and try to, to show them and encourage them that they can, you know, do other things. Like, I don't, I would be happy if they wanted to go explore. Um, and you know, but it's like getting out of the, that mindset that like, you're just stuck here in what you're doing because that's what you're supposed to do. I know. And it's hard. And I feel like someone asked me too, about how we started this journey. And I feel like for us, it just kind of fell into place. When we moved permanently from Canada to Mexico, we just had all these problems with the with the CRA, which is the Canadian like IRS. And I finally was just like, fuck it, I'm done. Like we just sold everything literally two weeks. I was just like done. Sell my house, sell my business, sell my things, just get me out of here. And and we really just did that again with the Holbo store. Like I just made a decision to shut it and and to move. And I feel like I'm a very I don't stew on things. I feel I'm not an anxious person, but I feel anxious when I have like something that I feel like I should do and I don't do it. And so the same even happened with school. Like my kids were not always unschooled. I didn't always do this. I sent them to school. That was normal. And for me, like, yeah, your your kids have to go to school. And it was in pandemic when I was me teaching five kids on a computer. I actually just saw a reel about it the other day and I was like, ew, five <laughs> kids at a table. And like being a teacher, I hate being a teacher. I'm not a teacher. I don't enjoy doing that. They didn't enjoy doing it. It was just like three hours of fighting every single day. And it was finally like, do we actually need this? Like my kids, even my mom's friends kind of harp on her about, you know, it's bad. What are you like, what are they, what if they want to go to school? First of all, I live in Mexico. I can pay to get a certificate to get them into school if I need to, you know, like we can figure that out. But the amount of people who meet my kids, and this isn't just me being like, oh, my kids are great. My kids are assholes. You know, like I'm never going to be the one to say my kids are perfect. They're not. But the amount of people who meet my kids and are like, wow, how do you have five boys who are so well-behaved and polite? And because they just know, like that's the way we've, we've taught them to be, you know, like they can be assholes at home and they fight and they do everything and you see them and they finger each other and they swear and whatever. But they know that when you meet people like in a public setting, you have to be a nice person. And they just do. They just have genuinely, they're genuinely good people. And to me, that is more important every single day than any title, any degree, any anything. Because look at the amount of people who get the degrees and then never even end up using them. Or, you know, like maybe you're a teacher and then five years into it, you're like, I hate this. This is horrible, you know? And you're not a good person because your parents didn't teach you good values. And so to me, that's way more important to think outside the box, to be independent, to be ambitious, and to be a good person. For me, that's like, those are the most important things. Totally. So they've been unschooled since COVID, essentially. Yeah, Even a year after COVID, we did like an online Canadian program. And it it was nice. It was really flexible. And I actually did like the curriculum, the younger kids curriculum kind of sucked. But the older ones was just really nice. They would just like log in, do stuff. No one pressured them. They just kind of submitted it as you went. But even then, like I just, I can't commit. I am the worst. Like I would never submit their things in on time. It just wasn't a priority for me. And so now we just have little books and we just kind of learn. Like they're always learning um, English and like reading and writing and math is like my priority. And then the rest of it, they just learn every day. You know, like they're out working with my husband or I have them learning with things that I'm doing. Right. So like a traditional day for them. So let me just back up a little bit. So you're in, are you in Merida now? No. So I live in Tizimin, Yucatan. 
which is like two hours between Merida and three hours away from Cancun. Okay. So here there's nothing. Like it's a small little farming town. We have like one friend here. We're just like by ourselves. <laughs> so, and you guys have, um, you mentioned the ranch. So you have, mm-hmm. this is where you have like the horses and cattle and yes. you are regenerating the land in yeah, this so spot. Learning. We don't know anything. So we read, we learn, we try, just trial and error as we slowly, we have way too many horses and cows now, lots of chickens, lots of ducks. Um, We don't use any pesticides, any herbicides, anything. We don't do controlled burning. So we're following that regenerative agricultural grass-fed cattle. That's the program that we're doing. So um, for your boys, are they like a typical day for them? Is it mostly working just with like on the ranch and do they miss socializing or do they are they like one of them one of them and I'm I'm always like do you want to go to school and he thinks about it and he doesn't if he did I would put him back in school if that's what he really wanted but and I think that one thing that makes this better for us because there are five of them Mm -hmm. you know and we travel a lot so we're not really here that often we've been here right now for a lot but when we were in Colbosh at the park all day playing with friends or at the beach we go to Isla Mujeres where they have so many families there's cousins um so they're they're they socialize but just not in that like daily structured kind of aspect right Right. so do you think there's anything that's missing for them like being outside of school are you like all in on this so I feel like I'll even have these thoughts of like, oh, you're probably fucking them up. <laughs> like maybe this yeah. isn't a good well, idea. Every parent has that thought on every anything. Yeah. And that's just exactly it. Like the other day I came to this realization of seeing how like the older ones, like they're happy. You know, they mm-hmm. don't need anything else. And so what is the right thing to do? You know, like the right thing for some people is to have their kids in school. And there are lots of kids who like thrive in that structured environment that they like learning, that they do good. So who's to say you're doing something wrong? You know, like now we've put them in a couple activities. They want to play basketball. So we've got them teams. And so I just kind of try and remind myself, like, it's not wrong what we're doing. And if it is wrong, who cares in the future? Like how many people, how many times have has Donald Trump gone bankrupt? You know, like how many times do mm-hmm. people open businesses and fail? So if we fail, whatever, like they can get a GD at some point in time. And if they want to be a doctor, then we'll figure it out. Like everything has a solution. So this is just what we're doing right now. Maybe it won't be forever. Maybe we're going to move on a sailboat in five years. I don't know what we're going to be doing, you know? Yeah. So I just try and remind myself that like nothing is, nothing is permanent. You can always just, we might have another pandemic. Like look at what we all had to do in the pandemic. You know, so like we'll just yeah. we'll shift, we'll change, we'll figure it out when the time comes. Yeah, I think that's like a really good point to keep in mind is that like nothing has to be forever. Like it doesn't have to be the decision you, that you make has to be the one that you stick with exactly. forever. But that's like I think where the shift needs to happen because it's you know even I was talking about with my profession. So I live in New Jersey. Um, and for teaching, everyone is like, well, you can't leave because of your pension and right. because of your insurance. And like, how dumb would you be to leave before you have this X amount of years in? I'm like, this is a manipulation. <laughs> like, of course you can leave. Easy. I'm telling you that it's safe. Yeah. Just stay here because this is safe in your pension. And if you quit, and then what if you have no money when you're old? And what if you become a billionaire doing, I don't know, a podcast? Anything. Right. Anything else. <laughs> and would be much happier. Um, So I know that you've started many businesses, right? Too (laughs) Too many. Okay. So what is, what business do you still have the restaurant? No. So we just shut the restaurant. That's what you shut down. Okay. That's what we just shut down. And I didn't want to, but I just had, I'd had this nagging feeling for a while that it wasn't what was meant to be. I never open any of my businesses with the idea that I will be running the business. I'm not good at running my businesses at all. I actually fuck everything up. Like my team does a really great job when I'm not involved. So we just have weekly meetings and I, you know, give them advice and we work together on strategy and that's that. But in Holbosch, it was just constantly me going back and me in the kitchen and me waitressing and me cashier. And it was just this constant, constant me being involved. And that's where I was like, no, I'm done. Like this is this is not my life's plan. I'm not spending the next five years tied into this business, mm-hmm. you know? So just like on a whim, we decided. And also Holbosch is just a really tricky 
It's a really tricky market because we rely 100% on tourism and the post-COVID wave. Like we were super, super busy for two years and now every business is struggling and it's just Mm -hmm. constant like super busy for a week, not for two. So even staffing, it like makes it really difficult to decide how much staff you need. So there's a few factors, but yeah, we shut that down now. I'm going to open a small juice bar later this year in Cancun, which will just be a more stable environment and just like a very smaller, easy to manage business. And then eventually we'll we'll reopen the restaurant and the full market on Isla Mujeres where we have our own property. So okay. just being a tourist, like I just think it'll be safer to not have to pay rent. Right. So, okay. What is your favorite business that you've had? So for me, what I'm realizing is I just love business. Like okay. I love this strategy. I love implementing Like I said earlier, I'm obsessed with marketing. Like I've been taking Google ad courses and building marketing funnels. Like I've just really been diving into like the nitty gritty bits of marketing, which now I'm like, oh my God, if I had known this five years ago, but that's not how life works. Um, But they also have to be part of my passion. So like I am obsessed with organic food. I'm obsessed obsessed with healthy living. I love travel. I'm going to open a new business next year because now that I have some more free time, I'm going to turn one of our just kind of parent companies into a travel agency. So we're going to build, we're going to, it'll be like design travel for people. Just imagine like your average person who travel once a year, usually to an all-inclusive, just something really safe because everyone dies in Mexico and they would never travel to Africa (laughs) because, oh my God, you know, like that's just what people in the US and Canada think. So we're going to like build out these trips so you could travel as if you were a digital nomad and like feel that adventure and excitement of travel, but it's just not something that you would just like go and do. And like plan on your own. Exactly. So we'll like plan it. We'll make it like it's an adventure digital nomad trip, but it'll be like it, it'll be safe for you because we'll have every single step set up. I love this idea. So I love traveling also. I've done like a ton of backpacking trips when, you know, with pre kids. Um, and like I'm totally fine with just winging it, like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so I love it. And when I started traveling, like I, I mean, I'm saying traveling, not vacationing. You know, when I, I yeah. like studied abroad in college and then after that, I was like, ooh, this is what I love. I love this. So I did like Europe backpacking, Greece, Southeast Asia. Um, and so I understand the value of like that type of life experience, mm-hmm. you know, not vacationing. So yeah. Exactly. So I really think that this is going to help benefit so many people. What a great idea. I love it. So you don't have like the feeling of this is risky when you're opening a new business. How do you come to terms with that? I just, I feel like I just don't even think about it. Like when I have an idea, I'm self-diagnosed ADHD. So when I have an idea, I'm just like hyper-focused and we just do it. Like there's no question about if this fails, where will I get money? Like, when we opened this online grocery store, I had no money. Like I didn't even have a single penny, but it was like, whatever, we'll figure it out. Like we'll sell shit. I don't know. I'll get a loan. Like this is my idea and this is what's going to happen. And and we just make it happen. So for a lot of people, I think it's just taking the first step and, and that never happens. Like exactly. people are too scared to take the first step. So but if I fail, where am I going to get money? And yes. lots of people are more logical thinking. And I just don't think I have any logic with me at all. <laughs> is your husband like a balance to you or like a yin yang or is he similar to you? Kind of. I think he just thinks I'm crazy and we've just been together for 18 years now. So he just knows that this is what it is. Okay. So is he, but is he like more logical minded, do you think, or no? Does he just? Um, Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. He's He's a lot more calm than I am. Like I'm just constantly moving. Um, I don't know if I would say he's more logical than I am. We just kind of do shit together. It's like, okay, we're going to do this. Like when we got married at 17, we'd known each other for three months and it's like, okay, let's get married. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I'm sure how many people waited how many years to get married and are divorced? Like it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't, it's it doesn't like matter. Summer. Yeah. You'll get divorced. Great. You'll not. Great. You'll have kids. Great. You won't. Great. Whatever. Yeah. I think we, we all need like a little bit more of your mindset in our own lives because if there's so much like overthinking about every decision and then you just never end up doing anything. Exactly. And then you regret it. And I'd rather fail than regret. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying I'm speaking for like the collective 
you here. I don't know. I'm speaking for everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it is just like that fear of the unknown, but, um, if you don't do it, the feeling of regret is so, like you said, is just as bad. I mean, that's a terrible feeling, right? I think, I think for sure. Cause if you failed, even I had a conversation with a friend the other day that both of us took out these really, really big loans during COVID and, and she's similar to me. She's more organized than I am, but she's similar to me at, at just let's do it. Throw caution to the wind. Let's go. And I, I can't remember. I, I, I listened to a podcast the other day. I think it was at Catherine's um, manifestation, babe. I was in Kina. Yeah. Yeah. And she said something, and I'm not going to remember right now. She said something about even if right now, if you regretted the decision that you took, then you're just not the same person. You know, so you would go back and you would take that same decision over and over again in that moment. And so right now you just need to stop and you need to thank that past person for doing the best that she did in that moment. And then my friend who's way more logical than I am added on, she's very spiritual too, but she just has this, this logic to herself. She said that, and aside from that, you, you wouldn't, you still wouldn't have the life experience. Right. So even if you went back and you tried to make and you and you said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy that, I'm not gonna take out that loan, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna whatever, you have all of this experience now. And so even for that Holbosch restaurant, I was a thousand percent certain we actually started out as a market, not even as a restaurant. And that went great for a year and then completely failed because it just didn't have enough full-time people to support an organic market. And so we switched into the restaurant, which did really well. Um but I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have done it, you know? And so now I have all of these tools that when I do open another restaurant, I can really evaluate and think about it a bit better to make sure that my product is what that demographic wants. Um, What are like some of the major challenges you've noticed that have come up for you as you're opening and trying these new businesses and moving around? Like what has been the hardest I think money, always money. So we don't work with investors. um, And I don't like, I'll do up a business plan. But realistically, like if you do up your business plan, and you know, you're going to spend 10 grand a month on marketing, like where does that money come from? You know, if I don't have investors, so we just kind of like fake it until we make it like bootstraps, you know, switch money here and there. And so I feel like when I go and open this next restaurant, I won't do it until I have the money. Like I'll do an actual financial plan. I'll get out a loan and I'll come up with everything so that I can have the money because that's, for me, that's the one thing that always gets in the way. It's like, I have this great marketing initiative and I'm going to throw up three billboards and I'm going to do this. I'm going to have these 10 campaigns running. I'm going to use these influencers and blah, blah, but I don't have the money to do it. I mean, money, as we know, is a huge (laughs) problem. (laughs) problem. Yeah, it is. It is a huge problem. But like you said, it's energy, but it's so like, the the mindset and the language and all of that around it is just like can be so defeating I think for sure you know it's hard to stay in a positive mindset I'm I'm a really positive person and I and I do I do think I'm delusional in the fact that like I just think that I can make things happen and I do feel like that's one thing that helps me a lot is the fact that I don't care if people tell me that it's impossible because it's not everything is possible everything has a solution we'll figure it out um, but even to myself, sometimes like even going back with the kids, it's like, oh, am I fucking them up? Is this, you know, like we're always, even the most positive person is always going to have these, these little thoughts trickling in about bro, that this was way too much. Why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, when you said delusional, I like, have you seen those, those like memes that are like, Delulu is the new Salulu. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> I haven't it's yet. like delu- being delusional is the new solution because otherwise you're not going to do shit. Like that's you're not, the whole, and you have to right. be somewhat delusional to run a business because yeah. all the shit that you go through, it's like every single business owner on the planet has just literally not slept, pushed through. Like we had the most insane. I like the employee mishaps that we had in Holbosch. I feel like. Juan and I, who is our manager, would just look at each other and be like, is this even real? Like, did that actually just happen? What the fuck is happening right now? You know, it's just this constant, like, okay, move on. Like, we would just laugh and move on to the next because it was like, I just, I can't even engage in this right now. Let's just continue. Right, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So people are listening and they're feeling inspired to, you know try something new. Like, I feel like most people have some sort of entrepreneurial spirit and like have thought of 
starting something or creating something. Um, many who don't. And what would you say, like advice for these people who want to try, but like they have the mindset of fear and worry and worrying about people judging them, all the common oh, points that hold us back. Everyone's you just can't worry. You just have to get over it. Like if you want it, first of all, you have to really want it. Like you can't just like kind of want it. Like you, it's like when you quit drinking or you quit smoking or, or you exercise every day or whatever, like you have to truly, truly have this desire within you to want it. That's step one. And then you just got to do it. You can't worry about people. Like I could be the most successful billionaire and people are still going to talk shit about me. They're going to be like, oh, well, her dad died and she inherited a company. So that's how she is where she is. Or, oh, she lucked out. Or, oh, her husband's from Mexico, so it was easier. But, you know, there's always going to be people who, who try and undermine your success. But at the end of the day, every single successful person worked their ass off to get where they are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, like, now that you're in this space, looking back – like you said, I wish I knew this five years ago um, about the marketing, right? I'm assuming that's yeah. what you're talking about. Like what, are, what are some things that you would, if, you know, hindsight's 2020, tell your younger self or like some things that you wish you knew sooner? I mean, see, that's the thing that goes back to the same thing. Like I didn't know, you know, so like I could have told myself go to marketing school. But then I even have a girl who works at our company who studied marketing and half the shit. I'm learning a lot about SEO right now. And she's like, what? Like she went to marketing school and she doesn't know that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you just, you can't really regret or you can't even go back and say, oh, I wish I could have done it like that because I just didn't know that. You know, there was no way for me to know the things that I did. Maybe I could have said to myself, um, focus more about learning marketing, but we were running a business. Like when we were in Holbosch, we were like creating SOPs and manuals and checklists and all of this other thing. And like, there just wasn't enough time or energy for us to do everything, you know? So I feel like, I feel like everything plays out the way it needs to play out. And, you know, for the next business, I have this like whole playbook built. Like I can just open a restaurant tomorrow if I had the money because I have the marketing knowledge and I have the playbook and I have the recipes and I have absolutely everything. So I just have to hire a team, get a place, build it, and we're good to go. Yeah, that you know, sounds so easy. One, two, three. Right? So easy now. And, and that, you know, so let's just say this past two years, like I, I just went to school. You know, like how much would I have just, how much would I have spent to got my MBA in marketing, in business ownership? I don't know what you call that in, in like a traditional school. I would have spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So this day I made some money and I learned. And even if you do go to school, you still need the real life experience. Nothing will ever compare to the actual experience of running business. I think most jobs, I don't care what degree you get, it you don't you don't need the degree. You don't no, need the degree. Don't. Society is saying you need the degree, but you don't need the degree to do pretty much anything. I mean, you Doctors, have to learn accountants, sure. There's Every, like Well, even then, like they have to learn through experience too. I mean, what, you know, yeah. obviously they're learning, but I don't know. I just don't find that. I think like any of your kids, whether they go to high school or not, or go to college or not, can choose, like you said, to be whatever they want to be. And they'll probably be great at it. And they'll figure it out. They'll and, figure and it and out. Like yeah. You said, be what they want to be. Because I find that so many times kids are pressured to go to school. It's like, okay, you finish high school. What are you going to be? Like right now, decide what do you want to do with your life? I only truly, truly figured out what I wanted to do when I was 35. So we were just actually, my friend and I were just talking about this. So I'm 41 um, and we were talking about like decades, like so in your 20s. So, and I don't know if it's the same for you because you were like in a different environment, but like it's very like surface level. Like you don't know what the hell's going on. You're just kind of like figuring, figuring it out. It. You're not like really connected to yourself, I don't think. And then the 30s, there's like a little bit of a shift toward like figuring yourself out. Yeah, you become a little more conscious. Your body right. starts to ache a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then like 40, I'm like, oh my God, like I finally think that I know what I like to do. Like, but it takes a long ass time to get to that point. Right. And so, and I feel like what they say is like each decade you care less, right? Yes. So in your 20s, it's like how many people in their actual 20s, maybe now, society does better because there's so much more self self-care mental awareness like you know there's just so much more shit that when I was 20 
Totally. And exist. And so as you get older, you just care less and less what people think about you. So in your 20s, like even for me, I was a teen mom. I had a baby when I was 19. I was the only person in the world that I knew who had a baby. Anytime I took him to the park, they were like, oh, you're the nanny. And I'm like, no, I'm the mom. Um, But even then it was like people were judging me constantly, you know, and I lived in Vancouver. And so that was very – it was a city and people were like, oh, she had a baby and she married a Mexican. Can you believe that? And and now it's like, I just don't give a shit. People can say whatever they want to. And it just doesn't even bother me to the slightest. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, like, is realizing that you can't give a shit what other people think because it will hold you back from doing so many things. Yeah. Like everything, because if you're constantly worried about it, you can't focus on what you want to do. And you won't, you can't like be your authentic self because you're worried about what everyone else is caring about like doing this podcast like when I started it you know like all these things were going through my head like what are my parents gonna think they're gonna which they're they like still don't get it they're like I don't get why you do this but whatever um but like there's gonna be people who are like you suck or whatever I don't care I literally don't care but it took me a while to get to this point I don't think 10 years ago I would have been as comfortable not caring I don't I just wasn't in in that place you know for sure for sure and every 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 job, every opportunity, every idea has to start somewhere. It all starts with an idea. And I feel like everybody has the opportunity to become successful. The people who aren't, it's because they quit. You know, like you just decide, even with Holbosch, for me, that wasn't quitting. That was pivoting. Like I'm still on the same path. Maybe the universe has a different plan for me. I just had this like this feeling that I knew that that wasn't what I was meant to be doing. And I just wasn't happy anymore. Like I loved it at the beginning and it was exciting and we were like, grinding 24 hours a day and now this year and I feel like there's a collective shift totally um, this year where it's like I do not want to fucking grind anymore I do not want to be working like some days we work 20 hour days literally and then I would go to bed and I would go back and do it again and I was like I'm not doing that this year this is not what I want for myself I'm just not enjoying that anymore I think you're right about that um the collective shift and I've talked to a lot of people who feel the same way like people are just fucking over it we're receiving. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Like, like when I think about how much time I'm at work, you know, I'm like, what the fuck am I actually doing? This is my life. And I'm spending this many hours, like in inside, like I'm a very big outdoor person. I live by the beach. I like being barefoot outside, like all the time. And I'm stuck in the inside with no ventilation no sunlight like you know what I mean and I'm spending like most of my time love it you know some people love that's that's their thing you know they love being a teacher they love being an accountant or they love whatever and that's great and that's why I think everyone just has to be true to themselves but if you don't like it what are you gonna do my real question what are you gonna do how are you gonna change that because you're not gonna spend you're 40 now and you're gonna spend another 10 years wishing like there's online jobs I'm gonna send you a tiktok from this lady who finds online jobs all the time. Like there are so many other opportunities out there. And I feel like you just have to do it because you just, and what's going to happen? You can go back to your teaching job. Maybe you lost four years of your pension, but you know, like maybe you go travel five years or you do something else and maybe, maybe you're crazy successful and happy, or maybe it doesn't work out and you don't like it and you feel uncomfortable and then you want to go back and then you can do that. And I also think too, like sometimes you just have to leave for something else to open up. You have to like, take the leap, but like a scary leap when you're like in that mindset, you know, now I feel like, oh, now I feel like I'm in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, friends telling you like, don't stay, it's stable. And I'm like, quit, leave, sell, move. You got this. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, what are, when you're like, how do your ideas come to you? Like, do you feel like you're just like, I it's just, like a Eureka or do you have like a process? No. No, I'm just one constant idea. Like my brain actually never stops. People think like Juan specifically who works with me. What did I say? I can't remember. I said something to him today and he was just like, bro, you need to stop. But I just can't. Like to me, everything right now that I'm obsessed with marketing, everything is in a marketing campaign. So it's like my brain will see a pumpkin and then it's like, oh, what if we did this? So it's like every single thing that I'm doing is just constantly my brain thinking of something new, whether it's a business, whether it's an idea for the current business, whether it's it's just better. My brain is just always working and trying to better things. My brain works like that too. And it's nonstop. Like nonstop. 
so I, I understand. It's like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, how do I shut this thing off? Like, I cannot. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. do. I do That's breath work, a- meditate, like I do all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I would be like spontaneously combusting of with energy yeah. if I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, totally. My brain's the same. Like I'm always thinking of something and I'm like, people who aren't like, like, what must it be like in your brain? Like, are you thinking about I'm anything? Like, like- right time. It was, it was like a mem or something that someone asked a bunch of people, like, what language do you speak? Would you think in to people who speak multiple languages? And like, I don't remember the percentage, but 50%, 30%, whatever, were just confused because they don't think. And I was like, what? There's people who don't have thoughts in their brain. My brain never stops thinking. I don't understand it. No. But whatever. I mean, it must be peaceful in there. I don't know. Um, Yeah, or boring, right. Um, do you do, do you have like daily morning routines, daily rituals? Like, do you do anything consistently? No, I struggle. I struggle a lot with that. I'm like a super, super spontaneous and unorganized person. And I don't like being organized. Um, I love having a clean space. So having a cleaning lady is like the most important thing in the entire world, but like, I'll just never be the person to clean because my brain just doesn't work like that. And so I've read a million books and I've like struggled a lot with like, oh, you have to have a routine and you have to do this. It just doesn't work for me. So then I think that we fall back into the same thing of like not letting society tell you what works because we're all different. And so I don't wake up at the same time. Sometimes I meditate right when I wake up. Sometimes I wake up and my brain is just like on fire and I just need to get all of the ideas out right away. Sometimes I wake up really so. Sometimes I have coffee. Sometimes I have matcha. I try and do yoga every single day. So whether it be like um, Ashtanga or just a flow or maybe Pilates or maybe like a little hit yoga, but I always try and do yoga. So sometimes I'll meditate in the morning. Sometimes I'll meditate after yoga. Um, and now I'm, I really suck at doing school with the kids. I make them do school by themselves, but I'm trying to just make an effort to at least every day spend like an hour with them. Mm-hmm. One hour. <laughs> I can do that. And then just getting outside, just like getting, cause I find when we're at the ranch, like I just get so wrapped up in work. And then actually just yesterday I was recording a YouTube video. There's not enough hours in the day. So I have to get up and I have to feed myself. I have to do exercise every day. I have to be with my children. I technically make three meals a day. And so like there is not enough time. We're, there's seven of us. Imagine someone was telling me to meal prep. I was like, well, you cannot meal prep. Like I'd be cooking 10 kilos of meat per meal if I wanted to meal prep. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. work. So I'm trying to now get myself a little more organized to have my cleaning lady help. She cooks. She doesn't cook for us. I like to cook for myself. But just if I can plan the meal day before and then have her prep it the next day. So just to like get that little bit of time and then turn my brain off. So like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm done. I can be with the kids. We can ride horses. We can go to the skate park. We can do whatever just as long as, you know, watching a movie. But just like having that like at least half of a day off together. Yeah. And like that is you can because you've given yourself that freedom to do that exactly exactly and then just not and try and I try not beat myself up because I do like we travel so much so you know like if I don't have a perfect routine if we don't stick to everything if one day I work all day and I don't see my kids for an entire day that's fine because I know that we're gonna go away this weekend and we're gonna be together four days in a row without anyone working or without anyone doing anything Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. What um what are your kids interested in? So this is what I love about kids and kind of what we're doing is because because I don't like enforce them on doing anything. They kind of choose their own things and they're all super different. Like the oldest one, Shame, he's such a good videographer. He takes great videos and he cool. edits them great. He did that. He was our social media kind of manager for a while, but then he just didn't like it. Like it was just, he felt a lot of pressure and he didn't love it. So right now they're just do nothing. Like they work outside with my husband. They help with jobs. They're in the house. They all love cooking, each and every one of them, which is another thing that I forgot to mention is really important to me, that they know how to cook like real good meals, like 100% mm-hmm. from scratch with nothing from a can, nothing from a jar. And then the rest of them, they're all like the oldest one is way more outgoing. The second oldest one, he's the shyer one. So he he has no interest in having friends. He has like his cousins that he hangs out with and our family. And he's happy with that. Like if I make him meet new people, he's like, why do we need to meet new people? The middle one he does, he's a lot more social. He's been really into horseback riding. So we've like given him the job of he's meant to break in all the horses. So he goes out with our our farmhand every day and he's riding horses with them. 
The next one loves stuffed animals. He's like ridiculously Ooh. obsessed obsessed with stuffed animals. And he doesn't like sports. He hates sports. He wants to go into gymnastics. So I'm trying to figure that out. We don't have gymnastics here. And then the youngest one, he's – he likes horses also. Um, he likes working outside. He's just getting into cooking. He's eight now. So I'm trying to – I make them do their own breakfast every day. Like, okay, come. You want eggs? Make eggs. And But they're all just – they're all so different. Like some are serious. Some are crazy. Some are angry. Like they're all just – completely different. Actually, I, I can't believe you have all boys too. No. Um, were you like just trying for another, another, another to no. see if you got a girl? No, I knew. I feel like I knew from step one, it was going to be all boys. The first one, oh. I was on five kids. So we had five kids because I wanted five kids. The first one I knew was a boy. The second one I was certain was a girl. My pregnancy was just so, so different. And then after that, I just expected boys the whole time. Like I never at any point expected to have a girl. That's so funny. Oh my God, you just knew it. Are you, do you feel like you're like super in tune with like your intuition, body, and I feel soul? like I am, but I really have to make a conscience effort to connect with that just because my brain is always so fast. Like I don't take time to slow down. And that's why meditating is so important to me because that's the time that I can, I can really like stop and think and feel what is right for us right now. Do you do what type of meditating do you do? Again, I just wing it. You just wing I it. Have insight timer I really like. Oh, that's what I used to. I I love love it. it. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go, I've like saved a bunch of them. What I've been doing lately from Catherine from the Manifestation Babe is I've been listening to a money mindset uh, affirmations all night. I'll send you a photo of which one it is. So I listen to that all night because I'm manifesting becoming a billionaire. I'm going to jump from millionaire to billionaire. Um, And then I'll just do lots of like quantum leaps, lots of just like sitting and listening to myself. Lots of it just kind of letting whatever come out. Um, lots of visual visualization. Uh, I've been doing a ton of visualization, like in the morning, um, before I even get out of bed, like visualizing what my day is like without my job. Okay. I love it. Yeah. And then you got to feel it. Yeah. Um, but I love her too. She, I like a lot of her stuff. She's great. She's really real. She is. Yeah. And she, I have, um, I've done like some of her mini programs, not okay. like the, not like the big MBA, but. Oh, she just part. sent me the manifested adventures to Bali. And I was like, I can't right now, but that's definitely on my list of things that I want to do. What, going to Bali? Yeah, Is with that, her. Have you been? No. Oh, I, it's me. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. I love it. Um, when is her, what is she doing? I don't know. I just got an email. I didn't really read it because I'm not available right now, but, um, it was like, she has another business manifested adventures or something. And she takes like 20 people with her away to do like a retreat for, I don't know how long, maybe five days. Can we manifest going together? Yes, please. (laughs) Seriously. Okay. Uh, It's probably in my email too. I'm sure. Um, I'll send it to you. Okay. So like, what else? How do you stay in the present moment? No, I feel like I just am. You just are, yeah. I really get anxious. We had money problems. I took out a really, really big loan in the pandemic and it's slowly killing me. Um, And so I will have like moments of like, oh my fucking God, I need to pay this loan off and get out of this. But otherwise I'm just, I'm just like a really, really optimistic person. So I don't really see anything as problems. I don't really get upset by anything. Um, So I feel like I don't, maybe, maybe I try and get ahead of myself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to reach a goal faster, but now I feel like in the past few years, I've just been really good at just flowing, like whatever, you know, like I'm working on this and I work on it, but I'm not like desperate to get to that end goal. Yeah. I think that's something too in manifestation. Like, like you can't, you can't be like so controlling over the situation because it, it creates like that desperate energy. Yeah. Right. So Never. yeah. Does that, do you feel like that for you too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, maybe previously, maybe yeah. like five years ago, maybe when I first started, it was this desperate to have. And, and I saw even like when we opened in Holbosch, <clears throat> because I'd already seen that as like part of the vision. And so then closing that, like this whole year that I didn't want to close that I was dragging. And it's like, I knew, I feel like I knew that it was going to close, but it was like, no, like we've already opened. We're already here. Like I'm going to have Kushal Market all over Mexico. So we can't close. And now I'm just at peace with the fact that 
that just wasn't where we were meant to be. And at the end of the day, it wasn't, we have the online grocery store too. And so it just wasn't even beneficial to the main brand, right? Like it was just, it's not in our delivery zone. It doesn't help with SEO. It doesn't help with brand awareness because it's just not where people can visit us. Mm -hmm. And who is the online grocery store accessible to? Anyone who lives, we deliver to Merida, Cancun, Tulum, Playa del Carmen. Basically, almost all of Yucatan and Quintana Roo, except for like the really far. Like we just do a delivery route. So our driver goes out Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. And we just mean essential to all of those locations. And so he just does like a whole loop on his delivery. Cool. And you're providing just organic produce and We have meats, cheese, produce, superfoods, spices, milks. Like we just have... Basically everything that you would find in a traditional grocery store, but nothing that is synthetic. Um, we don't have a lot of sauces and stuff. We're going to launch our own brand later this year where we're going to do like sauces, beans, hummus, cool. just do some prep stuff, but we don't sell anything. Basically, I don't sell anything that I wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like obviously organic um, produce is like a non-negotiable for you. Yes and no. Like when I'm here, that's that's one thing that I did have to kind of not hang on to so tightly. When I first started this lifestyle, I was really strict about what we eat. I wouldn't let them have any toys in the house. Like I like there was like no plastic, no garbage, no packaging, nothing. They thought I was totally crazy. And so I have had to chill on that a little bit because it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely impossible. We're going to go out and eat. I really try like the I don't ever drink pop anyways, like sodas. I've just never been one to do that. Yeah, and I used to eat like a lot of chips and a lot of chocolate bars. So now I don't eat that anymore. But like if we're going to go to a party and there's a birthday cake, I'm going to eat it. Right. You know? Like yeah, I try not to have anything fried. Like I'm really trying to stay away from vegetable oil. I just – it affects me a lot now. Um, and we you know can't. how bad it is for you. It's so bad. And you can just tell like when I eat anything with vegetable oil, the next day my eyes swell up so, so mm-hmm. bad. Um, so I stick, I try and stay away from that as much as possible, but it's impossible. You can't not eat it. It's everywhere. Yeah. And everything needs to be in moderation. Like it's exactly. the same for me. I'm, I'm pretty like psychotic about what I buy for my, my, myself and my kids well, and my husband to eat. But I mean, I know that they're at school and there's, you know, they're eating things that I wouldn't necessarily want them to eat, but like, I can't go crazy about it because it's just too much. That was one of the main reasons I didn't want them in school because Mateo, my middle child, he would get waffles and Nutella every single day for lunch. And he has, he has, he's probably ADD, but he also gets a tick when he eats too much like food coloring or processed sugar. He does this like weird eye thing. Um, And it was just constant. And I was like, bro, like you need to become aware of what this is doing to your body. Like we Mm -hmm. need you to like feel like he's getting headaches. And I'm like, you're doing this yourself. And I would send him like the nicest lunches of like like leftover fried rice or whatever. And I'd like send veggies and fruits. And he would lie to the teachers and say that I didn't send him food so that he could buy waffles and Nutella every single day. Yeah, I know. It's the school lunch. I mean, I don't know how it is there. It sounds like not great either. But the school lunch here is so horrendous. When I get the menu every month, I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Like there's not one healthy thing on it. It's not nutrition. It's just, it's not even nutrition. No, it's not. Putting cardboard into your body. Have you seen like the school lunches around the world thing? No, I think I did. I think Japan's really good. No? Yeah. Like there's a lot of countries who are pretty good, but here it is. We are the worst, worst. But America, just in general, I feel like even if you're eating organic food, I feel like America's food is just ultra processed and GMO. And like no matter what you're eating, I like don't like going to the States at all. I just don't like the energy there. But like when I come back, I just feel like shit. Like I just feel like even if I was eating as healthy as possible, it's like it just makes you feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, I live here, so I'm (laughs) sure my body's just used to it. But things, it's like you want to change everything, but. You can't. You can't. It's hard. It's too, it's impossible to fix everything. Wrap this up with some amazing words of advice or parting words, whatever you want to share as your last words. My final words. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm just, it's going to be really cliche, but just do it. Just like whatever you're feeling, whatever you're wanting, like set a plan. I will say in hindsight, plan maybe more than I did plan. Not everyone can do it the way that I do it, but 
create an create an exit plan, create an escape plan and slowly work your way out because at the end of the day, there's just not enough days. There's just not enough time to stick doing something that you hate doing for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, great, you learned and then you do something else. Totally. Cool. Okay. So I love talking to you. I'm inspired by your lifestyle and just your overall energy and like the excitement and freedom to like do it, just do it. I feel like is what we all need a little more of. So thank you for sharing. I'm going to wait for you to call me and tell me that you've put your job and your movie in a Southeast Asia. Asia. Uh, (laughs) I don't think I'm going to move to Southeast Asia, but I did love that trip. It is amazing. But I definitely will. Um try to get on this Bali trip like yes let's 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 see when the next one is this next one's too soon we're going to Africa um African Switzerland in March for five weeks and so I just can't do anything else right now I have too much but I definitely maybe next year maybe 2025 let's get on Catherine's yeah vacation let's do it that's enough time for us to manifest that enough time (laughs) all right I'm putting it I'm putting it out in the universe and I'll put it on my my list I'll add it to my vision board. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so if people want to follow what you're doing, uh, where where's the best place for them to find you? They can follow. So on Instagram, I've been sucking lately, but our Instagram is our look of Vida. I usually post like a couple stories a day and a couple of reels, but we're working really hard on our YouTube right now. So I feel like on our YouTube, our look of Vida, you can get a better real view of what we do. You know, I try and film like a day or two or throughout the whole entire week and I try and make it not like a reality TV show, but it's like not scripted. You know, it's like, this is just what's happening. This is what we're doing. And I try and have it be as raw and real as possible. And what is your goal with like putting yourselves out there? Nothing really. Like my entire life, people have been like, you should have a reality TV show. And I was like, great, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. did. And I take that on for so, so, so long. And now I find I found a really good video editor. That was what was really, I was struggling with a lot. Um, and it's not hard. I film and then I put it all in a in a folder and then he edits it and that's what we have. Nice. So too, like the other thing which we didn't touch on, but I just want to like reiterate is that you do have help. I'm the master delegator. Like the one thing that I don't want to do in my business is work. So I like to look and, and, and strategize and visualize and really feel how I feel the next step will be. But that's one thing that I've really realized with myself. Like when I work in the business, I ruin the business. And like, that's not my zone of genius. My zone of genius, I'm not organized the day to day. Like I don't see the little pieces. So I'm like a big picture. Like I can see where we're going to be, but without my team, like I am nothing without my team. My team is what actually makes my dreams a reality. Without them, nothing that I dream up would be possible. All right. So we're all going to make a plan, get the hell out of the matrix, find a good support system and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Cool. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Um, And I'm excited to stay connected and go on vacation with you. Thank you all so much for listening today. You can check out the show notes to find out important info from today's episode. You can also support the show by subscribing, share an episode with somebody you love, or give me a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect with me, you can always find me on Instagram at expandwithnicole. I really appreciate you all so much, and I cannot wait to share more wellness and lifestyle content with you on the next episode.